Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello and welcome to Headliner Radio, where today we're joined by Miles Kane, whose new album One Man Band is released on the 4th of August. Um, Miles, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you and whereabouts are you joining us from? Uh, thank you, mate. Thank you for having me. That's I am all. very well. I'm buzzing in this album campaign that I'm in and I'm currently in my house in East London. Fantastic. And uh, what have you been up to of late beyond, of course, the new record? What's been keeping you busy these last few weeks? Um, just a bit of this stuff, really. And, you know, I've been quite a lot in Europe, really, and spent a bit of time over there. We made that little film about Baggio, meeting him and stuff, and the story behind that new song, and putting stuff together. And, yeah, I just feel, it just all feels such wood, mate, pretty positive. And I feel really present, if that makes sense, on on this whole record, and, and kind of in life, if that makes, yeah, feeling good. Fantastic. I definitely want to come on to the uh, Baggio stuff further on in the chat as well. Cause, um, yeah, really interested to uh, to hear about that. Um, but mm. I suppose we should start with one man band. Um, now, can you just sort of start by telling us a little bit about the origins of, of this record? I know you've kind of described it as a little bit of a, you know, a, an album of rediscovery of sorts, you know, and kind of looking back at, you know, what it was that first inspired you to pick up a guitar and start making music. Mm. What were the, what were the, the creative origins for this record? And what was it that kind of prompted that, that period of reflection? Mm, it was kind of like, uh, I think I, if I'm being honest with you, I felt a bit frustrated after my last album. It felt, it all felt, not the album itself, something about it. I think sometimes, I have too many high expectations, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I felt like I didn't quite reach where I wanted to be. So I got a bit of a fire in my belly again and almost in a, a bit of anger and a bit of frustration, um, which kind of like prompted, I guess, the sort of energy behind this album, if that makes sense. And the first song that I wrote was One Man Band and it was kind of like it had this... Uh, it felt like, uh, oh, this is like the ultimate me kind of thing. And, and so sort of, oh, it is almost back to basics and sort of, you know, keeping things quite dumb. We would use like in a way it's like, you know, like, let's keep this sim. What am I good at? And how honest can you be? And it's like, let's just make my surf bow, bow, guitar like yeah, at the yeah. forefront with these sort of anthemic vocals and stuff. And, and one man band was the start of it. And I was like, yeah, imagine a fucking album like this. And it just, it just kickstarted me really. And that's, you know, that song is like about, it is about you kind of knocking on the door saying, I am still here yeah, and yeah. you know, and I'm still ready for the fight and I'm up for it and I'm going to rock it like no one else. You know, I guess that's kind of the meaning behind that song. Yeah. And then it kind of, it led the path. For, for all the others really mate you know yeah i mean can it can it help sometimes to have like i know it's probably not obviously not an enjoyable thing at the time but the, as you described with the previous album having that bit of sense of dissatisfaction uh or unhappiness with it even though that isn't a pleasant thing does that kind of help you in some ways because as you it's, said it reignites um, that fire in the belly doesn't it it's now it's good it's like that thing in it you know it's like you know the fight never give up and all that yeah like now it's like you can look back and i'm like god i'm, I'm glad that that happened but at the time you know no you don't no one wants to be <laughs> you don't want to get like knocked down do you to get up again but like it's like it does it's kind of like you, you just get 
you get used to it or something, or it's like you just, uh, it's learning how to deal with that better. You know, yeah. sometimes you can, when you're younger, you'd freak out or you'd fucking, you know, you, 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 you'd let it get to you more, I guess. But it, I guess for me, yeah, like it was, it was a good thing actually, because it, yeah, it fucking like it re, it's a tricky one because I don't want to say like it re sparks. I don't know. It just sort of yeah, it just gave me that little edge just to do yeah. to to push myself. Maybe you know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose that it's a little bit of needle, isn't it? As well, it's just that little bit of like okay, I don't know maybe I don't know maybe it's give, it gives you a bit of a sense of like wanting to even if it's just proving something to yourself again. Do you know what I mean? It's that little bit of a it's to myself more yeah. than anything. Yeah, I think you're right. You're that phone right there, man. It's to yourself, and it's like you know, yeah. Like fucking I'll show them. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Did, yeah, and show myself. And it's like getting that back thing, writing them rocking tunes again, do you know what I mean? Because it's like kind of, you have to sort of force yourself to kind of write them tunes as well. You know, it's like, you know, when you're on the acoustic on the sofa and it's you, you go, bah, 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 and you imagine shouting it. It's like, yeah. you have to have a big imagination to write them tunes. And then when we were doing them and demoing them, it was kind of a no-brainer what would make this album really, you know? Yeah. Have you always had like a... Have sim- you heard the whole record? Yes. Have yeah, you heard the whole listen- thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've been listening to it this week and um, you're absolutely right. It is. It feels like there's life, there's a lot of life in there. Do you know what I mean? It's it's big, Yeah, it's and bold. I feel like the timing of it and a lot of other people, it's like, yeah, just that like, I think it's like, it feels like a good time for it as well. You know what I mean? Let's just fucking have a bit of rocking again, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And you can, you can certainly hear that. Um, in in, mm. uh, in the songs and in the production of it as well. Um, I mean, the the way that you approach writing for for each album, do you, is it always a case of you like sitting there with an acoustic guitar and kind of just working out the the sort of basis of an idea and then building up from there outwards, or do you try you know different ways of approaching albums? Do, what what is the the creative process like for you at this mm. point in your career? No, it's all, I'm pretty the same really, and I'm not really um, like I don't really. I'm really, I can't even use garage band, mate. So all my sort of the right, you know, it's not like I'm not really getting up stuff to sort of, to sort of spit over or anything like that. But it's like, you know, but even when me me and Tom Blossom, we wrote a few for these tunes uh, for this album. And yeah, he's like me. I I like that thing of just sat down, whether you're on your own or you're with a mate or you're in a session, you know, on the sofa vibes or like, yeah. And it's just you sort of go back and forth and if you've got an engineer, maybe they could put like a little loop up for you something to, to sort of try it over a boom, 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 boom thing or something. But yeah. yeah, I kind of like, I like just to get the basis of it written almost really, I think. And then go and make your demo or you record it. Do you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that, let's get the song good before we had any sprinkles on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, Having you said that, yeah, Tom from uh, Blossoms works with you on the record. What was his? Yeah. How, how did that come about? What was his uh, sort of role? He, if you like, he's like it. It's he's boss. It was like so last year on my last album tour. I think it was like April. He got up with us and sang um, "Color of the Trap," one of my old tunes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've known Tom for ages, and our James, who produced this record, he produces the Blossoms, etc. So it's kind of like a little northern fucking orgy, do you know what I mean? Um, and uh, 
And then, you know, after that gig, when he got up with us, we were, you know, pissed up and we were like, oh, let's try writing together this summer or something. And then we did and I'd go to Stockport loads and I was in Liverpool a lot last year. And it, I just, it was just, a, we click, man, you know, we, and, and um, not only personally, but, but work-wise, it's like, you know, we're kind of, we're quite similar, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's, um, it, it's really great. It really fl- flowed working like it. Yeah. Nice. And I mean, the album was uh, produced by uh, James Skelly from The Coral, who I know you've worked with, you know, uh, previously as well. Well, that's my cousin. Is he? I, I didn't realise he was your cousin as well, actually. And that is, no, so he's my cousin and that's, it's the first time we've worked together. Was it? Excuse, yeah. excuse my poor research then. For some reason, I thought you'd worked together uh, previously. Um <laughs> But how, how was it working with him then? How, no, how... maybe it, it was the Blossoms thing. He, he's done them. Yeah. Huh? Oh, no, sorry, no, what was that? Sorry, no, that's, that's okay. I was just going to say, how was it working with James? Um, yeah, fucking great. Like, amazing. And I think it's, again, it's like the whole time of this record. It's a funny thing. I think I'm 37. RJ is about, like, early, is he early 40s. And, like, you know, it's like, you know, we're cousins, they're like brothers for me growing up and all that. And obviously seeing them do their thing when I was 14, 15, watching their gigs and that it spared me onto me. I was like, fucking, I want to do that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And I just, I, and I don't think if we'd have tried, we did try writing some tunes a while ago, but it, we kind of wrote this tune, but it kind of like sounded like Katy Perry that we need to send to her. It was just too pop for me. <laughs> and then, uh, That's got to see the light of day at some but, point, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, we, it's kind of like a boss pop song, but um, yeah. it was a bad tune. But anyway, but this was like the first proper time we, we started working together. And, and you know what makes it was, it was kind of like so enjoyable. RJ doesn't sit on the fence about anything and he, he says it how it is. And, and I and I love that. And obviously, it's like you know, it's kind of like we the last sort of few years we sort of like got really close again. Anyway, as a family, and their little brother Alfie, he's releasing my record on his little label. So it's like we've done this as like a family thing. In my head, it's like a Rocky film. This album, like <laughs> it's kind of like back to the core, back to the good people around you, back to the family. And it's like kind of like. Um, we all, it it was just nice to sort of feel that support and 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 to have no bullshit and, and to sort of for someone to to give an honest opinion whether it's good or bad and, and not to sit on the fence because so many people sometimes just sit on the fence around you and, and it, it was just doing me head in so I just fucked all that off and went right back to basics you know yeah did that that kind of family feel to uh, to the process do you feel like that kind of filtered its way through into into the record does that kind of manifest itself in the music as well do you feel a hundred hundred percent bro you know hundred percent yeah like like a hundred percent like the the then there's a certain feeling and it's like that this record gives me and i think it's definitely got to do with that and it's got to do with like i love writing honest lyrics and 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 you know, you always go as deep as you can go at that point in your life. And I just think this journey of this record is the perfect sort of chapter of my life as a 37-year-old man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
And my little fucking troubles, my fucking mistakes, my fucking anger, all that shit, it, it captures it. It yeah. starts with troubled son and ends and scared of love. You know what I mean? I don't think I could say it anymore. Yeah. Like, honestly, you know, I think it's it's a beautiful thing. And I get that emotion from when I listen to it. And and I think it's definitely got a thing to do be doing it with my family. I felt like that. I could, I could be open and honest as much as I wanted to be because I felt... Not to sound cheesy, supported or whether they'd say, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. off, that's too far. You know, it's like, I, no, it, no. It was, it's real, mate. It's just, it don't get any more real. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Does it feel like a, like an album that almost like has, has taken you and your career full circle? That idea of like coming around, like addressing all of those things, having your family involved. Um, does it almost feel like a bit of a, a marker? Like I know every album does, right? But no, you're right though, because I don't think I think even probably well one these songs wouldn't have been come about two. I don't think me and RJ could have worked together like how we can now. You know, if this was say five years ago, ten years ago, I don't think it could have worked. I think mentally and I don't know, there's just something in the stars that sort of guided it this way as well mate i don't think up until now it wouldn't have worked do you know what i mean yeah it's really interesting and like yeah it's a funny old one mate and everything about it even the thing then i was like out of a deal we did it with our alfie's his little brother he's put doing the record side it was kind of like just their new studio just been built in liverpool so mine's the first that happened to get made there do you know what i mean it's like it's a proper beautiful story like yeah, no, it, it is. And as it kind of, as it made you like reflect at all, like thinking back to when you, as you said, when you were about 15 years old or whatever, and you first started, yeah. you know, kind of playing and like really sort of pursuing music fully. Um, does it make you kind of look back on those times and re- reflect on, on like where you've, you know, the, the, the journey that you've been on, if that's not too cheesy a way of putting it, but you know what mm. I mean? Do you, yeah, is yeah, this how it you to, to contemplate everything that's come over the past, you know, 15 plus years? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it definitely does, you know. Um, yeah, it's sort of like you get those sort of feelings with like a new edge or something. It, it, yeah. it definitely does when you go into it, you know what I mean? And then it's like, you know, it's only when you say it or say like you're doing an interview and someone says, I mean, I joined the Little Flames from my first band when I was 17, do you know what I mean? It's like when we put singles out there when I was like 18, so it's like 20 years almost, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Of sort of doing this. Um, and I, I am grateful that I'm still here, and I still feel like I've got that fire more than I did when I was 17. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great to hear, because, you know, for a lot of people, it's, you know, by by 20 years, you're getting jaded and you know it's sort of you know can can start to fall away around that kind of point for some <laughs> people it can be a crossroads you know? tips, mate. don't get me wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it, yeah there's definitely and i've had a few crossroads in my career man don't get me wrong there's been a fucking there's been a few nemesis or oblivion roller coaster moments yeah. believe you me mate but <laughs> it's kind of we're still here and things <laughs> yeah. and things such would feel feel good yeah did you, you know, it feels like I feel re-energized, and I think the fans feel re-energized, and I can, you know, you see it. It's like uh, you know, the gigs are selling out quick. The you know, the tunes are doing well. It's like it feels, it feels good, mate. Yeah. Do you feel like, even though you know, I don't mean necessarily musically, but do you feel like you're at a calmer point in your life at this point? In my life, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like. Um, yeah, 
I can't, uh, the answer to that is yes. <laughs> yeah. So you said, I know there's been, you know, the, it's, you know, they've been like roller coaster type moments in your career, but I, yeah, I always wonder how it kind of sets the, you know, the, the lay of the land for the future going forward with songwriting, <laughs> forming all that kind of stuff. If you are in a bit more of a level, uh, you know, headspace, whether that is like a, it, it almost doesn't sound as rock and roll, but whether yeah, that's a bit more of an exciting def- thing for you. Do you know what I mean? Because that way you know that you can, I don't know, maybe you can approach things with a bit more, I know level headedness, whatever it may be. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent, mate. And yeah, you, you know, you just, I do feel like I feel calm and I feel, com- I'm comfy in who I am right now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, I did want to come on to the, uh, Roberto Baggio stuff. Now for anyone who's like not familiar with his story, can you just tell us a little bit about the short film that, that you made that involved you kind of going, have you seen it? Meeting him? Yes. And yeah, I've seen it. It's a, it's brilliant and like I because because yeah. I, I was really curious as well because I was sort of because I'm 38 and I was um, um, yeah so we're the same yeah. so yeah and I remember like my first like memory of properly getting into football was through the '94 World Cup even though like England Dave. weren't in it but for me it was um, it was Romario for Brazil that I was like he's the yeah. man you know he was the one that I really kind of yeah it's mad but, isn't it yeah. so you relate hard to that probably a hundred percent yeah and obviously you know Baggio was like legendary as well at that point too but like yeah I just I felt like I had a sort of similar experience but with um, but with a different player yeah, I wanted to, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a but, funny one isn't it there's loads of little I- iconic sort of fellas in that World Cup where yeah. wasn't there you know and the kits are amazing as well they were but, the kids um, were amazing, yeah. Yeah, man, it was that. That was it for me. It was like I became. It was me. The start of me getting obsessed with anything Italian as well. Yeah. To be honest, and I was hooked with Roberto Baggio. And like, like I say in that little film, it was the first time I'd seen you know men that looked you know where from the world. No one really had long hair back then, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, like seeing these sexy Italian <laughs> players, yeah. like wow, they look fucking cool as fuck. You know, I want it. Yeah. I want to be like them. And then I became obsessed with everything Italian after that. Like our James was saying from Coral, he's like, we'd meet in the park and they'd have Liverpool kits on when I was like eight or 10. And I'd come in the full Italian kit, socks, <laughs> everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I sent my nice. dad the film and he said, yeah, he goes, oh, oh, I remember us trying to like get you as a kid, like uh, the fucking Italian socks. You know what I mean? Rare as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we found we find them somehow. But um, so I just became obsessed with that, and I love Baccio, and I love I love his story, I love his mindset, and so we wrote this song about childhood, about me as a child, and that sort of first thing of what are these first little things that open your mind or the door, and in, in of like you know where you are today, where you want to wear what you wear, have your hair, like what you have it. And yeah. and that for me was the start of all those, of, of, of that sort of thing of getting into music, getting into fashion, getting into clothes, hairstyles, all that shit. Yeah. It started with that World Cup. So it's a song about that really. And then, you know, you sort of go on this journey and then he heard the song and invited us to his house. So we made that little film about it, which is out on YouTube called Searching for Baggio. And, uh, it was probably one of the most amazing days. I was I was on a spiritual high from that. But like, I mean, it was only about a month ago that. Uh, f- f- I mean, maybe I still am, but it was it was incredible, mate. Yeah. He's such a lovely fella. Welcomed us. Wow. And when we got into his house, what I loved it reminded me of being at my mum's or something. Yeah. Obviously, his house is a fucking <laughs> not like my mum's. It's <laughs> like a big 
massive house in there in Italy, but what he had what I love is like we went to like this bit he'd set up and they had all snacks on the table and you like crisps in a big bowl and it kind of gave me this sense yeah. of calmness and I felt relaxed and then he yeah. was like should we get the wine out and I was like <laughs> yeah right we're in here you know it was like weird what crisps in a bowl can do for you do you know what I mean like it's true. It, it kind of I was like oh, yeah. it's like being in my mum's in the weirdness you know I know what you mean it, it, it doesn't sort of um it, Fit the image of like yeah, this exotic like, Italian. Yeah, like a normal geezer who wants yeah. to get snacks ready before you come round, which is my zone. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, how how did it all come together? This thing, you know, I, I know you, you you spoke about where the idea for the song came from, but how did you then go about deciding to make this short film and then kind of going and finding him and meeting him and going to his because house? Because it was it like happened? we once we got the song to his daughter. Someone, someone knew. A friend of a friend of a friend knew his daughter, Valentina, and then she was like, uh, she loved the tune and she played him it, and he was like, I'm, I'm obsessed with this. Wow. With this song. Uh, he loved it, so he, he invited us, and it all happened really quick. It was like after like a, a few days of it being out, we got the invite to go over, man, and then, you know, I was doing a promo trip for my album, so we sort of incorporated that in with the trip to meet him, and... Uh, it was, yeah, man, just one of them things. There was no time to think on it. And I was quite glad, really, because it was, you know what I mean? I yeah. think it was just all so fast, to be honest, mate. Yeah. That must have been, uh, yeah, quite an experience. Because, you know, th- there's something as well about, like, I don't know, mate, uh, I, I assume it's it's probably the same for you, given the way that you've spoken about meeting him. But, like, yeah. when you, as an artist, you know, you're obviously you're surrounded by other musicians, people that you've probably, like, you know, you'd have met various people that you'd love to have met throughout your life and music and stuff like that. But when it's people from outside of that and they're a little bit more closely associated with your childhood, it still Uh, feels a bit like, well, this is weird. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a bit out of the norm. It definitely is. And it's different because it's like, you know, a lot of my heroes are probably musicians. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm not. And and it's like, uh, and that's sort of your, you know, you're comfortable in that, aren't you, really? So it, I was, it was probably the fit. I was super, super nervous going to it, mate. And you don't know what to expect. And you go into sort of the house, you know what I mean? It's, you're not meeting, and it's just you and me camera guy and him and his wife. It's not like you're not eating a, you know, in a bar or a cafe. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's like it was, it's like, it's like a, I was nervous, but it made us feel, as soon as we got there, man, it was just, he gave me a big hug and crisps in the bowl and I was relaxed. <laughs> That's it, yeah. It's all good then. <laughs> That's brilliant. It's a great story. Um, yeah, fantastic. Um, so what does the, uh, you know, the album, the album's out on the 4th of August. Um, what comes, you know, between now and the rest of the year? Have you got a big tour planned uh, in support mm, of it? Any just, festival appearances well, just, or anything like you that? you know, like doing a load of these little gigs, man. So we're doing, I'm doing like a load of like this little acoustic tour starting next week uh, we've got a gig in leeds this week with the blossoms in right. millennium square that's tomorrow yeah. and then um <laughs> thanks for reminding yeah i forgot about that that's tomorrow <laughs> and then we've got the acoustic tour starts next week i think yeah. uh, and then that's going to be for like a couple of weeks and then we we'll do some band gig full band gigs on the week of the album so yeah it's busy times I just want to like yeah i just want to like give this album what it deserves mate and and i think once people hear it like they have with the first few tunes we've released it, it, there's a 
strong relatability with this and these songs and you're going to definitely feel it with the album too. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, I was curious to know if you've got any, you know, if you have any uh, other sort of projects on the go at the same time. I know that um, obviously you, uh, there's, you know, there's, you, you know, done a couple of albums with the, you know, the last shadow puppets uh, project. Mm. You were on, I forget which album it was now, cause she seems to release so many, but I know you, you were on one of the Lana Del Rey records. Was it the, yeah, uh, that song dealer boss tune. That's it. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, I wondered if you had any other, um, sort of, uh, nah, extra you know what? It's stuff coming time that I haven't. Usually I'm, I'm cooking up something, but this is what I mean. It's like, I'm, I'm so in this one man band zone. Like that. Yeah. I don't, I'm not thinking of anything else and I'm not doing anything else. And usually I've got a next thing in lined up, but I just feel so present in this and I'm an, en- and I want to enjoy it and I am enjoying it. And it's like, it just feels, just feels good. So I'm not really thinking of the next thing now, which is you the first time ever. Yeah. And that sounds like I'm being lazy. But it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's all. It's not, I'm just fucking buzzing on this record. It's not because I can't be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boss cover up for being a lazy fuck that one. <laughs> um, brilliant. I mean, I, I guess lastly, I just wanted to ask where where this album not 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 where it ranks for you, as in like you know, do you like it more than other albums you've made or anything like that? But what what does it mean to you on mm. a kind of on a career level, not just with what you think of the songs, but does it feel like this one occupies a special place? Because it feels it like, you know, the circumstances around it, the, the kind of journey back into childhood through the Roberto Baggio story, the family <laughs> involvement, all that, it feels quite like quite a unique moment in your career. I just wonder where what this one means to you. Yeah, it means to the world, mate. This is, if you add up all the albums, of this is my fifth solo album total, this is my tenth, tenth album. That's Roberto Baggio's number as well. Like, so <laughs> it's like, this is super special to me. It means the world and I love it so much. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's given me a sense of, uh, I don't know, just this new feeling that I think I've been searching for for a long time, mate. Yeah. You know? Fantastic. Great to hear. Well, you know, congratulations on it and um, congratulations on the Baggio film as well it was fantastic yeah thank you bro (laughs) watch that as well and um, it's been a real pleasure talking to you thanks so much for taking the time to uh to do this really appreciate it my pleasure mate thank you and any gigs you want to come to let us know oh amazing thank you i'll definitely do that i'll um i'll i'll be in touch um and uh yeah wish you all the best with it thank you very much miles headliner radio supporting the creative community